and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart, and you're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What to Be is a program provided by Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or your future as our business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. And today I have the pleasure to speak to Jessica Little, who is the Executive Director of North Santa Cruz County's Special Education Local Plan Area, or SELFA. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Patrick. Hi, thank you very much for taking the time to join us for this interview today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Jessica, do you mind briefly describing your career journey for us? Sure. It was a little bit of a circuitous route. I didn't set out to be in education. I originally wanted to be a lawyer or a lobbyist. I loved advocating for women and children's rights. So my undergrad, um, I went to college on the East Coast, and it was in uh, political science and philosophy. And then I started working on a grant for these kids. It was really around dropout prevention and truancy. I was bartending at night and a woman came into the bar and was talking about it. And so, and so I taught these nine boys, one girl coming back from equivalent of juvenile hall here in California. And, and I just absolutely loved it. And so I changed what I was going to do. I went back to school, got my teaching certificate for special ed and regular ed, and then also then went right into a master's in organizational leadership and policy while I was teaching. So I taught as a special educator for five years and then became a special ed director. So I did that for about 10 years on the East Coast. And then I came to California six years ago and have been doing this. And what I love about it is that it's, it's doing that same work. I really feel like, you know, being an advocate for kids and families and the community and being able to change sort of at a system level in education is, is doing a lot of the same things that I really love. So it's great. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. And yeah, I just, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for what you do. It sounds like you're making a difference in a lot of people's lives and also like on, you know, on a bigger scale too, right? Like on a policy side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So SELPA uh, is a, it's a interesting position. So SELPAs were created in the seventies by the legislature, really around like scaling up resources and having an area for special ed where, you know, so here in Santa Cruz, we have four really small school districts with under 200 kids. And then we have larger school districts like Santa Cruz City. And so the SELPA really allows those districts to all collaborate with each other for providing resources and services and supports for kids in special ed. And so on the advocacy side as well, so I work with the districts, but then I also have once a month, I meet you know, in Sacramento or San Diego with folks from the state to talk about, you know, different either, you know, budget or policy issues, things that are coming, bills that are coming through the legislature and how they might affect us. And so, you know, I may meet with actually last week, like I met with senators and some legislators and, you know, just just talking about how different bills that are coming through may affect us where the governor's budget was released. So how that may affect us here in Santa Cruz and then wider, you know, across California and the different districts and what that means. So there's sort of this constant sort of large scale, small scale 
and then how we carry out, you know, those policies and procedures locally. That's awesome. How many people does the county, so I think you told me before the interview that are you overseeing 13 different school districts? So it's interesting. So I don't really oversee them, but I'm sort of an intermediary. So, so I work with 13 different, different districts and then in North Santa Cruz County, but then also really anything that touches special ed birth to 22. So different agencies, non-public schools, private schools, charter schools, and the districts. And I'm really sort of a go-between between, you know, the districts helping them out between the state and the districts. So there are a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of compliance and monitoring that needs to be done. Um, you know, essentially our districts doing what they're supposed to be doing according to the law. And we have different state indicators. And so, you know, helping districts with their data submissions to the state, and then looking at how are they performing on those different indicators and providing either some assistance or helping them write plans, all of that sort of stuff. So the assistance can be anything from like professional development, providing workshops, could be sitting down with different teams, revising policies and procedures, any of that sort of stuff. Okay. You said that you were interested in maybe becoming a lawyer, but it sounds like you still get to, or that you still work or are familiar with people are doing things according to the law and like what they're supposed to, right? Yeah. So special education has a ton of laws and regulations surrounding it. So yeah, so there, there's a lot of, you know, process procedure, how you interpret the law. And then for me, you know, it's, so how does that play out for kids? So one of the thing that's, that's really important to me is just, you know, you have the law and I say sometimes like common sense and law don't always match up. Right. So how do you interpret that law and do what's best for kids? So yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I just was going to ask, did you share what age groups you work with? So I don't work with any kids directly right now. It's really, so birth to 22. And sometimes people don't realize, but so it's sort of segmented. We have a birth to three population, three to five. And then you think of a K-12 school district, but really ages five to 22. So if you are eligible as a student in special education, kids with like more complex needs, who we will support and provide services until their 22nd birthday. And then we, we have early start programs here at the county office. We work with the regional center for the really little guys, birth to three. And so really any child or student who has a suspected disability from birth to age 22, we are responsible for sort of, you know, evaluating, finding those kids, seeing what supports and services they need. Okay. I'm curious, why is the cutoff, or I don't know if that's the right word, at 22? You know, that's a good question. I don't know where that age came from, but that's federal. So the federal law is the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act or IDEA, IDEA. And so that's just in, in the law there. Kids are served until age 22. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm just curious, like when there's certain dates, like, I just wonder like who comes up with those and why? Yeah. I mean, I would assume it has something to do with like transition. So when kids, you know, leave our system, maybe what services they're eligible for, you know, either through regional centers or insurance or whatever, I don't know, you know, but I would assume it has something to do with different agencies that then pick them up when they leave education. 
Okay. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that. And you've already kind of talked about what you do, but do you mind maybe telling us more about like what your main duties and responsibilities are? Sure. So it's broken down into a couple different like broader categories. So one is sort of the governance and accountability. And this is what I've talked about so far is like the policy procedure type stuff. I have, you know, boards that I report to give input on those things, disseminating information to them, right? Anything that's been changing at the state or federal level, things that they need to carry out. That's really around like the compliance part of it. And then there's professional development. So out of compliance, right? There may be something that a district needs help with, or in general, there may be a new law or something that comes about. And so people need training on that. And so there's this whole piece of professional development, which is providing workshops, training, and that could be to districts. I also provide workshops for parents or partner with with different folks in the community. So Triple P, we partner with them to provide parent workshops as well. And then there's like the program support and district support. So that could be anything from like they're implementing some sort of new initiative, right? And they need support, or maybe they have something that they need to address and they need, you know, some, some system support. And that could be like looking at data and figuring out, you know, what is the cycle of, you know, sort of inquiry analysis, implementation of different best practices. What are the best practices, all of that sort of thing. And then it could be on an individual level where maybe there's a, you know, specific student or a specific team that needs support. And that could come from the district or from the parent. I, you know, have parents call me as well, and maybe they need a certain, some, some support with something for their child. And that could be me connecting with them with resources. I think of myself as sort of this like broad connector, right. And, and connecting people with the things that they need. And so, like I said, that could be parents, right. And so a parent could call me and they want help interpreting, you know, their child's evaluation results or, you know, they wonder if a school district is, is following the right process because they don't really understand the law and, you know, special ed is really hard to navigate. And so they may just call me with some basic questions, but really, you know, they're always looking for support of some sort. And so connecting them back. And then there's, you know, sometimes there's conflict <laughs> in education. And so I do also um, like dispute resolution where if people aren't on the same page about something, and that could be two districts or a parent in a district, could be the state, right? <laughs> and so that's really just coming in and helping people find common ground. Well, I can only imagine how grateful the parents are to have someone like you and people you work with there to help answer some of those questions. You know, when it comes to people's children and their education, especially if there's things that they, you know, maybe struggle with, it has to be like very emotional. And then also like, maybe they don't share the same, if the evaluation comes back and they like, don't agree with it, that must be frustrating too. Mm -hmm. They don't see their, you know, child in that particular way. Maybe I was wondering, do you mind just telling us like kind of what, if there is a typical day, do you mind sharing like what your typical day or week looks like? Yeah. So there's, there's no such thing really as a typical day. I mean, I have, but I do have that variety of things that I do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and at any given moment, somebody could call because I have, like I said, 13 districts, but also other folks who, who may need help. And so things are always changing, (laughs) but typically, I mean, I'll have, you know, 
board meetings that I'm attending, I'm creating slideshows and PowerPoints and doing trainings and sort of disseminating information. I may be going to trainings myself or meeting with folks and meeting with people could mean meeting with folks at the state level or locally. You know, I also do like a bunch of contracts. So, you know, it may be meeting with folks to, to figure out, you know, supports and services for the schools. Like there's a, there's a big staffing shortage in general. (laughs) And so maybe it's, you know, helping find some people to, to work and develop contracts. And then it may be going out to schools and, you know, meeting with people, observing kids. And then there's always phone calls, emails right now you know, COVID, <laughs> there is a lot. I've, I've done more sort of health and medical stuff than I've ever done in this position. So sometimes it's meeting with like pediatricians and, mm-hmm. um, and our local health folks to figure out, you know, how do we, how do we support kids with disabilities or mm-hmm. kids who are immunocompromised right now, you know, um, what we're doing and yeah, total, total variety every day. Thank you for sharing that. And For all those who are just tuning in, you're listening to the What To Be Show on KSQD Santa Cruz, 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart, and I'm speaking with Jessica Little, who's the Executive Director of North Santa Cruz County Special Education and Local Planning Area, better known as SELFA. Jessica, do you mind telling us what kind of skills you use in your job? And on top of everything you've already shared, it sounds like you're almost like acting as like a therapist, it's like sort of too, sometimes, you know, I, I'd say everybody needs emotional support, right? Yeah. No matter what you do, totally. I agree. people in the grocery store, right? While you're waiting in line, but, um, yeah, so I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Yeah, no worries. I was just, yeah, I was asking you, you know, like what kind of skills you use in your career? I know you've told us like a lot, but do you mind telling us a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah, all kinds of skills. I mean, so interpersonal skills for sure. So talking about, you know, um, listening skills. I mean, really being a good listener and hearing um, what people's concerns are, what their needs are, what do they, you know, what support do they need? And again, that could be anybody, right? And so, and so all of those interpersonal skills. And then I would say like analytical skills and sort of the, the ability to look at the big picture. So looking at data and our systems and um, being able to progress monitor what's going on, you know, if we're putting programs and supports in place or, you know, we're spending money on a certain area or new initiative, is that making a difference for kids? And how do we know? And what data are we going to look at to, to see if that's making a difference? And so, and so really being able to analyze and question you know, what do we need? How are we going to know? And then. Would you say that like the skills that you just kind of talked about, Yeah. did you learn those like on the job? I mean, I don't know if, or like in the classroom, it sounds like maybe like you kind of learn some of those, like as you're working, doing your, your job. Yeah. I would say on the job, you know, and the more, the more that you practice and the, the more also I'm able to prioritize, right? And so I think organization and being able to prioritize, because like I said, I don't have a typical day. And so when you have, you know, maybe, maybe I plan to do 50 things and then a thousand things happen during that day. And so you really have to be able to, 
to prioritize in the moment and keep the big picture in mind, right? And so there are tons of deadlines and you know things that need to get done in accordance with the law. <laughs> and then there are also things that you know people consider an emergency and needed to be done, you know, an hour ago or yesterday when they're calling you, <laughs> right? And and so um and so being able to manage all of that, I'd say also the organizational skills are are really necessary. And I think the longer that you do something, you you figure that out, right? And it also changes, you know. So like I said, I was I was on the East Coast prior and a special ed director. And that was, you know, different than being here in Santa Cruz. And so you sort of you have to learn who you're working with and what their needs are and you know what's the best method to help them as well. So goes back to the interpersonal skills, but um, but there's there's really a variety of skills I'd say to this job. You know, what kind of hours do you work in a week? Is it a 40 hour a week job or it sounds like it, it's it's not, it could be more. No, I mean, it's just, you know, I say you're sort of always working, Yeah. you know, because it's never static. So, you know, and, and what people need is really different day to day. And so, you know, there are, there are days where it's just, you know, I mean, I may be working all day covering things. And so I don't get to my email until, you know, when people would consider your day is over. Right. And so you're, you know, on email all night or, or maybe I'm reading, you know, new legislation or budgets or, you know, someone's calling, first thing in the morning because something happened. So, you know, to me, I, I don't think of it as like a typical day or a typical work week. It's just whatever, you know, whatever's needed to, to get the job done. And the job is just never ending. So I say that sort of flippantly, <laughs> that, you know, and my, my favorite piece really, again, is the systems work. And so, so I'm just always thinking about kids and, and how to make, you know, kids in the community and, sort of this whole, you know, notion of education, how do you make it better? And not saying that it's bad, but I'm just always looking for continuous improvement. So to me, sort of that's always in my head. <laughs> my work is never stopping. That's awesome. And yeah, I was going to ask you, like kind of what your favorite projects that you've worked on or are currently working on? Yeah. So I'll say tons of projects, but one thing I'll talk about is when I was a director in Vermont, we partnered for universal preschool to be paid for by the school district and getting three and four-year-olds into, into preschool. And so one of the things in special education is, or in general, really, is how important early intervention is, right? And so we, we partnered with preschools and we gave um, tuition vouchers to families so that they could pay to get their kids into preschools. And then they had to be a quality preschool. And so we used different measurements to define what quality was. And so not only were more families able to get their, their kids into preschools, but we worked with those preschools to bring them up and get accredited. So, you know, having certified staff and teachers and, and what their environment looked like. And so it was really beneficial to the whole community, including the folks who maybe transitioned from being a daycare to a preschool. And it was just really great work. And the families were 
so excited. And then talking about the data, what that looked like for our kids who were able to attend preschool age three to five and their, you know, the difference it made to them when they entered school at kindergarten. Yeah. So you're like, you follow kind of like their progress, like if, to see like what the results are, because then you can justify like maybe different budget stuff. Or- yeah. And how, and, and there, you know, originally we started, we actually just, we got donations from people who, you know, philanthropists who just felt like preschool was a good idea. And then later, you know, it came through legislation, but Fast forward to here right now, you know, in the, in the governor's budget and next year, there's all this work with, with preschool, state preschools and transitional kindergarten. And so I'm really excited to, to see how that plays out here in the next couple of years and looking at, you know, special ed and inclusive programs for kids who, you know, are ages three to five before they enter kindergarten. Awesome. I think Santa Cruz is really lucky to have you here and for everything that you do. Jessica, can you provide any resources to students who are interested in pursuing a career with, you know, the type of work that you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, you know, just talk to people and look at jobs, you know, do internships in different schools. This job is really variable. And what I do here looks different than then maybe the same job in other areas of the state, right? Other uh, people say, if you've seen one SELPA, you've seen one SELPA, but just like special education in general, there are so many different aspects of it. And so if people are interested in it, you know, I would say, talk to people who do that work, go and visit, you know, intern or volunteer and, and figure out what's important to you, right? Like for, you know, what's your purpose and what do you like to do for work? And, you know, do you like to be with people all day? Do you like to be with kids all day? Do you like to work with adults? You know, there are so many different levels to like special education and things that are happening from coaches who will come in and coach teachers and teach adults how to do the work to teachers in the classroom, teaching the kids, researchers in special education, right? And so, like I said, my path was not exactly straight. And I didn't even know, you know, what a SELPA was on the East Coast. California is the only place that has SELPAs. And so I absolutely love this job, but it's not something that's available in another state, right? And so I think figuring out what it is that you love to do, and sometimes it's doing a job, (laughs) and then picking out the pieces, right? And saying like, oh, you know, I really love this aspect of it, but here are the things that are always on my to-do list and that I'm sort of procrastinating, right? Mm -hmm. So just sort of, I think, stockpile in your head. What are those things that you really get excited about and feel passionate about? And what are those things that are kind of always on the to-do list, right? And then find the position that really works for you that, you know, fuels your passion and gets you excited and, you know, less of the, the other stuff. <laughs> and not to say that every job is perfect, right? There's always stuff that I'd rather do this more than that. But for me, you know, all of those things that I talked about, like the analytical skills, the interpersonal skills, for me, it's a really good fit because I can do the system work, but I also get to work with people individually. I love kind of figuring things out and, and looking at data and 
you know, and helping people. Like for me, it's really important that I'm not just, you know, like creating a widget (laughs) that I'm, you know, making a difference for people, whatever that is. And so, so I think just finding out, you know, what's important to you and, and you may not know, I mean, so the other thing is, um, or may not know something's available. So like me not knowing what a SELPA was, you know, coming from the East coast, maybe even just looking at different jobs, right. And, and seeing what's out there and figuring out like, oh yeah, this sounds like something that I might like, because sometimes people don't even know what jobs exist, right. It's, it's what you've seen or what you've grown up with or people you've known. (laughs) And for me, as I get older and, you know, meet with people and I think, oh, you do that. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. (laughs) And so, um, so I just think, you know, talking to people and, and figuring out what you love to do and then just, just try it out and yeah. add it to your life. <laughs> Great advice. Thank you. And yeah, asking questions and you mentioned internships at one point might mm-hmm. be another great resource, you know, to kind of find out more about something that you may be interested in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, you had, you had talked before a little bit about, you know, how do you learn something? And I think theory and practice are very different, Mm -hmm. right? And so, and so going and seeing what somebody does every day, or being in that environment for a little bit, is very different than reading about it, or just just hearing about it without seeing it firsthand. So great point. Yeah. Yeah. And time, right? And so Mm -hmm. not like a single snapshot of like, oh yeah, I went and checked that place out. But like I spent a week there or I spent, you know, what you see in one day doesn't necessarily always translate to what goes on. (laughs) So agreed. Well, yeah, thank you very much for that. And how about for someone who, and you touched on it a little bit, but do you mind um, giving advice for someone who is unsure about their career path? Yeah, I'd say the same thing, you know, figure out what you really like and, and I guess figure out like the trajectory, right? So if you, if you looked, say you looked online at a bunch of different jobs and you said like, well, this job seems really interesting to me, right? And, and maybe it's a goal where you don't have the skills right now (laughs) to, to attain that job, but figure out, you know, what are the skills necessary to get there? And so you may have these other, you know, sort of stepping stones or jobs that you try out along the way. And again, going back to like, I said originally, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer. Now, looking back, I think I would have been miserable as a lawyer because all of the things that I found out that I really love to do, advocating for people and interacting with people and, you know, and the systems piece, that wouldn't have that wouldn't have been true if I had become a lawyer. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been something that I was doing. And so, you know, I think sometimes also you fall into these different things when you're in a job where you say like, I didn't even know that I liked this. And now, you know, it's something that I really love. And so then you can look for that next thing that sort of enhances that or fuels it for you. And so sometimes it's not necessarily a job as a single package, but going out and trying different things And I say that sort of as the skills piece, but then also what environment you like to work, you know, work in, what people do you like to work with? And so one thing for me is not just looking at a job and is that the thing that I want to do, but also 
is it in a place and with people that support the same vision as me, right? And so, um, you know, you hear about a lot of people who are unhappy in their work and it may not be the actual work that they're doing, but maybe they're not working with people who have the same mindset or in an environment that is supportive in the way that they need. And so I think of those as twofold, sort of like the soft skills of all the people and the environment and what you, but then also what do you really like to do? And like, just go try it out. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And I agree with you. Thank you very much for sharing that. And thank you again for taking your time to, you know, to help us by doing this interview today. I really appreciate it. And, you know, thank you for all you do for the county and for the individuals that you help. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to leave us with? No, I just say, you know, find your passion and be kind. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jessica. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with me, Patrick Hart, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest. Jessica Little, who's the executive director of North Santa Cruz County Special Education and Local Planning Area, better known as SELFA. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, please send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays and streaming online at ksqd.org. Or you can find us on major podcast streaming platforms like Spotify. And please visit our website at yfiob.org for more information about your future as a business. Thank you very much and see you next time.